It takes years to build a business that sustains a family and is worth passing on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper once it's in someone else's hands. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <clears throat> oh golly uh, like this is this is so live now guys golly can you just drop the retweet on our twitter that we're live now because everyone needs to hear the latest right, breaking news that's coming out of wolves uh we're, we're revealing it tonight on the wolves U- youtube channel please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already uh ral jimenez in the last half an hour on his instagram has revealed that he is in association with tape underscore design socks they're one of the greatest uh, protection of sock tape um, in in the world, guys. Uh, as you can see at the bottom of the screen there, at tape design underscore socks. He the guys, but he's still the money machine that we know. To be honest, I'm, I'm kind of glad your internet's dropped out after, after that. Because right? that was an absolute waste of fucking time. Honestly. You deserve uh, that, Dan. You deserve everything you're getting right now. 100%. Oh, brilliant. Oh, man. I assume you'll be ordering a, a, a batch for the for the charity match now. So if you want to get it up. Nice Dude, I don't know if he's noticed yet. Has he? He has no idea. Yeah, absolutely no idea what's going on. I know exactly what's going on. It's my usual internet lag that happens every Friday. <laughs> I hope you can. Uh, can you both hear me? Okay. You're back. You're back. You're back. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Dan, you deserve that. To be honest, you deserved it. I, I hope everyone got that latest breaking news that's just been revealed um ralph jimenez in association with tape design socks it's it's huge he's still he's still doing sponsorship lads uh what's your thoughts on these latest um, uh, sponsorship harry i'm just really disappointed mate i was so excited for that breaking news and uh you've let me down but yeah good on him let him crack on <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry guys but I'm, I'm, I'm fed up with Raul now. He's been an absolute hero for this club. I'm sick of seeing his Instagram stories with him playing with his anime toys, sponsorships, just complete crap. Just to next you <laughs> off at the end of the season, do us all a favour. You, you play tomorrow, you have your big send-off. We all clap you. Good luck for the rest of your career. Am, am I right? Am I wrong? It's hard to disagree. Bully? I mean... He, he, he had a bit of a cameo at United, didn't he? And it was like, it was, it, it's weird now with Raul. I, I, I don't know. You, you just you don't get that that inner sense of warmth that he used to have about him. And it's 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 sad. It's sad. Like you you wish he did. Um, 
The longer this relationship goes on now, Gully, the more strained his relationship and his legacy with the club is going to become tarnished. Well, if he, if he wanted to sort us out a batch of tape design socks for the charity game that we've got coming up on 2nd of June, then <laughs> all will be forgiven, right? I've already covered myself on that. I told you I, I did my first bit of kick about the other week. Got a blister. I, I'm sorted now. I'm, I'm, in a, I'm way ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this game. We're two weeks away. You've just touched on it there, Gully. We've got a charity match at Molyneux two weeks today on behalf <laughs> of the Mental Health Charity Mind. Uh, if you can help us out with the fundraiser, uh, the link's out on our social media. The reason that we've got uh, Harry from the 77 Club with us tonight, crossing the divide, um, you're involved with the with the match, Harry. Uh, the 77 Club, one hour football card uh, charity fundraiser, and you're you've been uh, designated representative for the 77 Club. How are you feeling in regards to the match, and uh, how how keen are you to uh, you know exact your redemption from the last <laughs> uh, charity game that we played out? Yeah, I mean, like the last one was, although you beat us 8-3, uh, it was really enjoyable. Like, it was a good experience, obviously, for a great charity. And I think my biggest concern this time is just I'm so unfit. I was unfit back then, but now I'm even like worse. So I'm trying to uh, get a bit of fitness in. I don't know what, obviously, I've got no idea who the lads on my team are because it's a various amount of channels, isn't it? Like Brighton, Liverpool, fan channels. So hopefully they've got some ringers and hopefully we're on the right side of the, the result this time because uh, you, you, you actually spanked us, didn't you? <laughs> it has amused me how, how many people have kind of just thought, you know what, three-week little pre-season in before the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh, interesting. And next thing you know, they're all, you're all probably pulling up with injuries the first time you would go for a run out, like Dan just said, getting a blister. I think Price, he said he'd he done his groin in a, in a game in the yeah. week. I was just like, well, what do you expect if you haven't played football all year round? <laughs> it was so hot surprise. last time though, wasn't it? The weather, it was. the last. It was. hopefully it's a bit uh, cooler because that just killed everyone, I think. It was roasted. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did announce in our WhatsApp groups earlier that unfortunately the kit that I picked for myself is a <laughs> size too small, if you can believe it. Um, I looked like a Dharma with a with a podgy belly earlier when I tried it on. The the arms were like Dan, up Dan to Dan here. Dan <laughs> yeah, I, I basically ordered. There's a the player on uh, Harry's team who's got a, a triple XL, and basically wow. my shirt a pocket square compared to his shirt. <laughs> but Harry, don't let that fool you. I've got good players on your side this time. I, I, I promise yeah. you, I have, I have sort of increased the difficulty level for the fan cast on this occasion because um, obviously uh, Matt Cooper was unavailable for the Talking Wolves uh, club. He, he was in the dugout last time. Um, yeah. There was a few but sort Daz, of um, got dazzling Dave, though, random players. Yeah. I think you had like two raffle winners. He's like our well, Lionel Messi. Is, is the king of all social media? Is, is the king? Is the king of all social media? Whether you like it or not, he's got the he most is. followers. He's got the most subscribers. He is the, all the all the Wolves youth on Twitter. He is clear. He's gone. <laughs> whether you like him or not, he's clear. And all we have to do is just just aspire to his, to his levels of and subscribers and followers. As we know, he never um, yeah. <laughs> he never misses a free kick, and if he gets the chance on the second of June, the Walton Cast will fill the wrath of Dazzling Dave's free kicks. Um, like <laughs> I said, we play it on June second at Molyneux on behalf of the Mental Health Charity Mind. If you can help us with the fundraiser, it's um, massively frustrated. Uh, frustrated, very massively ex- um, appreciated. Not frustrated. I'm frustrated we haven't uh, raised a million pound, but hopefully one day we can get at least ten thousand pound. 
on tonight's episode because I've been waffling for too long now. We're going to be talking about Nelson Samado's new contract. Julian Opetegui being frustrated at the comments um, from Jeff Shea, apparently that he hasn't got the war chest that he was thinking after being promised such uh, promising potential at Wolves. And we're going to be talking about tomorrow's game at home to Everton. Harry, you're a new guest to the Wolves fancast tonight, and I always ask the guests the the, uh, the questions when we um, when we first come on. Who's your favourite Wolves player that isn't Steve Ball? It would probably have to be Kenny Miller, just because of the era. Obviously, I was a young lad at the time. I was probably about between like eleven and fourteen when he was at Wolves, and he was just like my hero at that age. Obviously, when you're that age, you just adore football, don't you? Um, yeah, so Kenny Miller definitely. Kenny Miller, when he first came on loan from Rangers, just before he'd done yeah. his collarbone at Arms Nottingham Forest, was electric up front he with was. like um, Nathan Blake and Dean Sturridge at that time. He was just unreal, wasn't he, Gully? To be fair, he had some moments, man, as a player. Like, you know, scored in the playoff final, goals against United and um, Liverpool, which you, you won't forget. The only two he scored in the Premier League. But, um, yeah, like... He was, he was that kind of guy that turned up at the right times. I, I always thought mm-hmm. the best Kenny Miller was him and Georgian Dar up top and um, yeah. towards the end of the pro- promotion season. Them two were, they they were really enjoying themselves at that point. There's one away game, you know, when we absolutely battered Norwich City away. Mm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think Kenny Miller scored like a left foot. I think Georgian Dar might have got one. I think it was in the white away kit. It was like one of them games where you yeah. just knew we had momentum behind us. Um, the comments are already coming in, guys. Thanks for those who are joining uh, on, on YouTube tonight. Obviously, <laughs> uh, uh, being on here is like when X Men Quicksilver appeared in one division. That just, I love it when that goes completely out of my head, guys. Like, but... Literally, about three people get it, and you know, <laughs> thanks for the contributions, yeah. Stu. Really Matt, Andy, and Cage Fighting's one of a hundred followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, obviously, a few people commenting, taking the mick out of my shirt. So I saying, did I mean two to three years old? Uh, Peter Yam Yam uh, fifty four saying again, more bullshit from Jeff Shea does this most years in regards to the uh, FFP restraint, which we'll talk about a bit more uh, in depth for, in a few minutes. Let's talk about game week thirty seven for the time being before we get into depth about Wolves Everton. Uh, Tottenham kick off the weekend at home to Brentford. Obviously, Ivan Tony uh, has been suspended until. January next season, which in my mind is probably the nail in the coffin that Villa didn't need in their hunt for seventh place. I think Tottenham will have just about enough to beat them tomorrow, although Tottenham are pretty awful at the moment. Bournemouth home to Man United, Fulham versus Palace, Liverpool at home to Aston Villa, obviously Wolves versus Everton and Nottingham Forest at home to not to Arsenal at 5.30 tomorrow. Uh, where's your money this weekend's fixtures, Harry, on who's a, a banker for a win? Banker for a win... I tell you what, I'm going to go with Liverpool. I know Villa have been playing better, but I'm going to go with Liverpool. What about you, Gullo? Well, I mean, first thing that sprung to mind was Southampton are 11s away at Brighton. Like, is that is that real? Like, <laughs> 11 to 1? That's what we're saying. I don't know. Is that like um, the decimal? Yeah. That is, I, I think that is 11 to 1, yeah? That looks right to Jesus me. Jesus Christ, that is, yeah. that is frightening. Um, yeah, but I'm going to go. It's confusing now because Leeds can't be sort of two point four to one to win at home to Leeds, surely? No, but it, it's like 
to two or to three, isn't it? Like the the equivalent. It's it, it's yeah. It's mathematically, I'm not going to get into it, but um, yeah, it does make sense eventually. Um, I oh, would yeah. go on, but go on. Uh, I, do you know what? Is the, Newcastle's probably the bank, isn't he? I think yeah. Leicester, Leicester are going down. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's between Everton, Leeds, and Leicester. Everton could be safe by the time um, Leicester play on Monday night. I was on BBC WM a bit earlier on this evening, and I'm the same with you, Harry. I've I've predicted Liverpool to beat Villa four um, one mm-hmm. tomorrow. I feel Liverpool still need the points. They're still they're still in the hunt for fourth place, aren't they? So I think they'll absolutely steamroll Villa tomorrow and. Um, yeah, unlucky villain getting spanked. Um, <laughs> obviously, the, the team news that came out yesterday um, was it wasn't really anything that Lopetegui gave away in regards to sort of team news exactly. He keeps talking about how we need to be our very best to the end. Obviously, every uh, position in the, the league table has got increased prize money. He mentioned uh, in last game we beat Everton 2-1. Honestly, we didn't deserve to win this match, but in the end, we got what was more important for us, which was belief. And he went on to talk about pre-season tour. His comments were, we are going to go far away. I think that we are going to have good facilities and work hard. The aim of pre-season is only this, no more. Sometimes you are close to home, sometimes you are not. But this is the decision of our club. Doesn't seem like he's really keen on career there for me, Harry. What, what, what's your sort of feeling on the, the pre-season tour? Will any of the 77 club be doing a um, an, another drive? Oh my god, yeah, imagine driving. Uh, we did look into it, uh, a couple of the lads couldn't, but it's pricey, isn't it? I don't know if you've all looked, yeah. very expensive the cheapest, flights. The cheapest flight that I found yeah. that was direct from London to Seattle was something like two and a half grand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But in terms of Lopetegui wanting to go there, probably not, but it's got to be done, hasn't it? It's good for the growth of the club, I guess, with the uh connections we've got with uh Korea. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes out there. I wonder how many fans will go. Surely we ain't going to take too many with them prices, are we? But we've got loads over there, so it don't matter. Yeah, good point. Really good point. Yeah, I mean, like people travelling from here, though, not so sure how many we'll have. Yeah, the the He Chan army will be in full force in uh, Korea, aren't they? I don't think Fosun will be uh, paying uh, people to to support Wolves in grounds on on this Mm -hmm. tour like they did in the uh, the Asia Cup a few seasons ago when we beat Man City on penalties. Um, the news that came out of Everton, there's only really one big doubt for them, is that uh, Mikalenko at left-back's um, likely to be out. And Sean Dye said there's a possible system change to accommodate the loss of full-backs due to injury. Obviously, Seamus Coleman is out for the rest of the season. I'm not sure where Nathan Patterson is in, in regards to fitness. Mikalenko's uh, likely to be out, as he mentioned. So Dwight McNeil could possibly uh, play left-back or left-wing-back for Everton. Obviously, the one player that's not going to be featuring in the game tomorrow is um, Connor Cody. Harry, what's your sort of feelings on on Cody? Because for me, he's back for pre-season. Yeah, but I, I when he left, I was probably, I don't know, I think the majority wanted him to stay, didn't they? Especially the older uh, generation. I don't know if that's bad to say, but I was—I thought it was time for him to move on, to be honest. And I don't want, as bad as it sounds, because obviously he's a top bloke, real top bloke, great captain, obviously. Really good career with us, but for me, I think it's time to move on. I don't want him back. If 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 Everton don't want him, if they get relegated, hopefully, he moves on because I think it's just time to move on from that uh, generation now and kick on and get Lopetegui to get his own men in. There's a lot of sort of transfer sagas ahead of us this summer. Gully, obviously, Ruben Evans is the big one. But where does Connor Cody end up for you this summer, Gully? Because like Harry just said, there's no sort of system in place for Cody this summer. There's I'm not sure where he fits in because obviously if we're a back four now, he's got no 
he's got no place there. Where, where does he end up? Because you even look at the sort of the promoted sides, Burnley, Sheffield United. They haven't got a system that can accommodate Conor Cody. Well, I, I think Sheffield United still play with about three, don't they? Um, mm. I think so. That's so that's the only one you can maybe call out. But he's he's been basically binned off by two managers now who have wanted to play with about four. It, when Sean Dyche went in, he went straight for his tried and tr- trusted Burnley pair, um, Tarkovsky and Michael Keane. So, and and from what I've hear, heard and read, like, Michael Keane isn't even rated at Everton, um, but he's still getting in the team ahead of him. Um, so, yeah, I thought about it while you were asking that question. I thought maybe Sheffield United, if they wanted to just stiffen up in terms of numbers. But I don't think he goes in and walks into the team necessarily. Um, because I think John Egan tends to play kind of that middle role, and he's a bit a bit of a stalwart there. And um, they've got Ahmed Hodzic, who, who's a seriously good uh, defender as well. Um, based I mean, on that, Gully, based on uh, Alma Hodzic, like you just mentioned, how sort of um, I, I don't want to sort of clash you as smug, but when players like that sort of go on to, to the levels that sort of you and Dan Butler talked about in depth in that early summer transfer recruitment guidance. How does that make you sort of feel? It's it's. I think it's more frustration than anything. It's not smugness because you, you want play your club to unearth gems. And to be fair, when you think about it, we've not been as bad as people might think because we've got people like Kilman and Totti in our first team now. You know, and they've basically come out of nowhere. Hugo Bueno kind of came out of nowhere. Joe Gomez is is probably one of those where you know he could have been one. Of, he could have come over to Europe. And then got a move to the Premier League, um, and that's what a lot of teams tend to do, rather than taking that gamble straight out of South America. Um, so I'm glad we've we've taken a punt on him um, because he could he'll end up being. I mean, we've all seen him a 45, 50 million pound player, but teams don't like to take that gamble. It seems when you know they want to see how they settle in into a better club, in, into a lower club. But someone like Akpen Hodzic now. I, I can't see Sheffield United accepting less than 25, 30 million for him. And he was going for peanuts from Bordeaux last season. Like it was it was absolutely nothing. Obviously, the other player that we've been linked to in, in the last week is another one that you sort of said potentially we should go for, which is Riddle Baku. Riddle Baku, yeah. 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 It's it's an interesting one if obviously with the announcement that Samado has been extended, because he he he'd have been ideal for that role for me. Um but if you're looking at a player who will likely provide more from the right back position, maybe not necessarily as solid defensively as Samedo, um, I think he'd be a great option just because he's able to provide a bit more quality from the wide area. And I don't think that crossing from the fullback positions has been good enough uh, by any means at all. Uh, I'm not sure what the actual YouTube handle is now, but obviously someone else commented, wow, what part of the bully verse is this? In regards to uh, Harry being on the show tonight, we are we are in advance talks to get Dazzling Dave on in the next uh, fortnight to come on the show. We're just trying to uh, negotiate an appearance fee. Like I said, it's clear, guys. Dazzling Dave appearing on the fan cast is it's it's, it's below his um, remit. So we are in talks, and hopefully we can get him done before before the charity match. You guys, you're laughing. There are talks um, occurring. Um, last time out, obviously, we got beat by uh, Man United 2-0 away, which is a massively frustrating performance. Uh, Everton got spanked at home to, to Man City. Did you did you catch any of the Everton-Man City game, Harry? I didn't, actually. I, wa- I watched a bit of the um, the 5-1 um, when they won away at Brighton, but I didn't catch the City game. Obviously, no uh, 
no shame. What, what, have, you made, what, what have you made of Everton up passing those two? No, no, well, specifically the Brighton well, performance. Well, the Brighton performance shocked me. I did not see it coming. Obviously, classic <laughs> counter attacking style, wasn't it? And just punished them. And uh, for how well Brighton been playing, obviously put six past us. So never in a million years did I see that coming. That scares me a bit for this game coming because obviously they've gone and done that there. They're probably thinking, well, we can easily do that to Wolves. Um, but yeah, but obviously I don't think they'll look too much into that City result, will they? Everyone loses to City, especially at the moment. But I'm worried. I really am worried, especially if we play like we did against Man United and half the players don't want to be on the pitch because they're already thinking on what holiday they're going on or what a club they're going to. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be a tough one. And uh, I just hope we can uh, stop their threat, which seems to be the counter-attack if you're going off the Brighton game. Everyone keeps on coming out with the sort of saying that Wolves are on the beach. But if you look on some of the players' Instagram last weekend after Man United, some of them was like on boats in like the Mediterranean <laughs> yeah. Sea. They're literally already on holiday. And we haven't How even finished the season. How do they get there so quick? They're literally just there and they're straight away. They're, they're, they're on like Jet 2 and Easy Jet Straight from Birmingham <laughs> yeah. Airport. And now there's, there's nah, no one looking about I, I reckon they've gone from Manchester. I reckon they've gone from Manchester, man. Like, it ain't that far from there. Um, I... We've spoken about um, Everton recently, Gully, in the, in the WhatsApp group. What have you made to Everton recently in the last few weeks? We've spoken about sort of Alex Iwobi and sort of his importance to Everton the last few weeks and sort of the intensity with Decore that he brings. To be fair, I've had the conversations we've been having in the context of plucking players from them when they go down, and it's like you, you, you can't read this um, this relegation battle. You know, Nobody would have said Leicester. Even maybe a couple of months ago, people wouldn't have said Leicester. You know, would have been stuck in it like they are. I want Everton to go down because they failed Same. so often for so many years. You shouldn't be able to survive the level of incompetence that they've basically shown over the last few years. Um, they they look like they might pull it out of the bag um, just by getting Deutsch in. And you know, I have no satisfaction satisfaction in saying that, knowing where that Stu is probably watching right now. Um, but. It's, it's just an absolute shower of a club to, to an extent. I still can't see them necessarily having a, a, a good crack at it next year because they haven't got a foundation for it. I don't think they've necessarily got a lot of finance behind them to, to go in and pull away from the situation that they're in either. So they might as well go down, please. There is talks of a potential takeover by Triple uh, Seven partners at the moment for Everton, which... Is in, is in the, I think it was in the figures of around 770 million or something like that. It was... A, a mad fee for Everton, considering the the amount of money that Mashiri's put into the club. Obviously, they're um, building a new stadium next to the docks now. You look at their squad there on the right. The, the, like you just said, Gully, there isn't a massive foundation to build from. They have got a few good players. Calvert Loon for me is still the most frustrating striker in 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 the world because on, on his days off, decent. But we, we talked about the charity game, guys. I, I think we're fitter than Calvert Lewin. He's, he's a shambles. He's a shambles, isn't he? Fitness wise, he just can't stay fit, can he, Harry? No, but when he's on it, he's on it, and he's a really good striker. But like you say, yeah, he, he did. I saw an interview or I saw a quote somewhere. He said it runs in his family, doesn't it? Like injuries like that. So he's always going to have it, which I don't think the Everton fans wanted to hear. But like you say, they've got a new stadium being built. Like if they go down, it'd be an absolute travesty. But I think their fans, which maybe a few clubs are guilty of, is they think they think they're huge. Don't they? they are a huge club, don't get me wrong, but their fans are so entitled. They just think there's no way we should be able to go down. They've never been relegated from the Premier League, have they? I believe so. No, it'd be a it'd be massive. Well, it'd be good. For, I, I want them to go down. I'm with Gully. I really want them to go down. But uh, yeah, I think they'll stay up because they've obviously got us. And then is it Bournemouth they've got last game? Yeah, so I think they're, they're favoured there, aren't they? 
Yeah, they've got a decent running, really. Mm. I, I think Leeds are gone. I, I, same, I genuinely same. do. I think I think I think it's Leicester and Leeds now. I think it, it's hard to say. It's difficult to say. I think Everton are going to pick up a result tomorrow, but we'll talk about that a bit more in a bit. Because um, you talked about Everton in there, like that side there, and they've obviously got Jordan Pickford. There isn't really any defensive players within that squad that sort of stand out for me that I think we should be looking at. Um, you've got Garner and who's the other midfielder. Oh, no, and Gulli, who uh, I think we've spoke about in the group. What? Who else would you sort of cherry pick from Everton? Andy Lonergan, surely. <laughs> I don't need that in my life again. I, I genuinely believe, and you've seen me, five foot three, I'm better than Andy Lonergan in goal. <laughs> what, a, what a flashback that was to, to see his name. The career he's ended up having after after leaving Wolves, like he's had a stint at Liverpool as well, hasn't he? Um, just pitched up in in Scarsland as a homegrown quota player, which is uh, amazing. Um, I, to be honest, at the point Burnley went down, was it? No, it was only last season, wasn't it? But when um, when we were still playing with Nuno system, I thought McNeil would have been a really good wing back. Um, and if if they end up going back to that system tomorrow because they're running out of fullbacks, he's going to be a bit of a threat. He can kind of dominate a flank by himself, and he showed in that Brighton game, man. Like when he gets around the penalty area, he actually has real good quality and composure, uh, which which we lack, uh, you know, all the time. It couldn't it couldn't seem to sort of fathom that he'd rounded the keeper away at Brighton. I know he sort of celebrated before he put the ball in there, but it was there was a sort of a hesitation, like he was, I'm gonna I'm, I'm actually gonna score here. And I, I just thought that was like you talk about composure. Just, uh, apart from was, that one goal they scored, the, the near post was a cracking finish, but yeah. he did not look I mean, composed when he rounded the keeper, although he, he did in the end. I think they got um, the Jason Steele from the Sunderland Until I Die documentary for that game, didn't they? And not the one that's been playing for Brighton. <laughs> Talking about sort of goalkeepers, obviously um, Scott Carson is going to, if Man City win the Champions League, he's going to join like a list of like legends like Paolo Maldini who have won like the Champions League twice. And um, is it two different? Is it two different clubs or something mad? Now Paolo Maldini's only played for one. And uh, Scott Carson is joining like a list of some random, proper like iconic footballers who have like won the Champions what's League. The, what's the story with him? Is it because he's like best mates with? But why is he there? Like it's weird, and it why Carson's even in the squad still. So was he linked to like Richard Wright, who, who was like the sub goalkeeper yeah. for like ten years or something? The goalkeeper. maddest thing was like he actually like played a, a game in the group stage this season, didn't he? Scott Carson. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, let's let's talk about Wolves. Um, Everton. Wolves uh, got beat 2 0 last weekend. What sort of changes are you expecting to that lineup on the left there, Harry, for Wolves' last time game of the season? Do you, do you expect any of the likes of sort of Matinho, Jimenez, Johnny to feature tomorrow? Give him a second. Yeah, yeah, I think there'll be a few changes personally just because of that reason. Um, for me, I wouldn't want him to. I'd want him to start uh, the same team that played at United, although they were poor, but against Villa, they performed quite well. So. Hopefully, Cunha and Costa can have a bit more supply if they do start. But yeah, it's anyone's guess, isn't it? I'm not too sure what Lopetegui's thoughts will be on this because every time Adama's come on, for example, he looked interested. Obviously, Raul got a really good reception from the away end um, when he came on. Will he get a start for a, for a goodbye? Be interesting because do you don't want to go too um, soft, do you? Because it, it's a big game, really, for other teams. I know we don't care about them, but... If we play such a weak team, we don't want to be like Mick McCarthy territory back in the day when uh, <laughs> fines were coming out. But no, it'd be interesting. I don't know what he'll do, but I think there'll be a few changes, if I had to guess. 
Who's the one player for you, Gully, that you want to see feature tomorrow? In the um, I mean, like, like, the players that we talk about having a farewell. <laughs> Not about a farewell. I'm, I haven't seen Bubakar Traore for so long, man. I want yeah, to see that yeah. bloke. Genuinely, like he was really, he was a bit of a bright spot in a, in a shit start to the season. Um, I've, I've, I've lost the sense of sentiment around it now. Like in, in Lopetegui, it's, it's the way he was talking. He said something like, "After the United game, you know, we have to remember where we've come from. We've come against a really good team, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. That performance against United was just limp. Like it was just. Mm. Is really disappointing, and it felt like the whole team, the whole club, has kind of checked, has kind of checked out of this season, and just want it over asap. And I think the fans, to a degree, do as well. Um, so, with that in mind, I'd rather just see players who are going to be here next season. Like, I'm not that bothered, you know. If you want to bring people on for a five minute wave to the crowd for the towards the end of the game, fine, we can do that. We've got five substitutions to play with. If you want to one that. one player I want to see is Ait Nori. I, I don't know if he'll be here next year. Obviously, I don't know if Lopetegui likes him, but I really like Ait Nori. So I'm really annoyed with how it's gone with him. So he's, he's been on the bench, hasn't he? Yeah. He's been on the bench recently. So will he feature? I don't know. But I'm, I'm like he scored that winner, didn't he? Way at Everton, he come on exactly. Like, yeah. So I wish he'd stay, but I doubt he will because I think he's got attitude problems by the sounds of it, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I'm not sure where it's necessary attitude problem. From from what I gather, Lopetegui just likes players who are a bit more intense. And like yeah. you said, look at look at Ait Nori. He just looks so relaxed, doesn't he? He's like he's, yeah. he's basically still a teenager that's just here for a bit of a kick about and earn his wage at the moment, isn't there? He's had yeah. he's had struggles with his fitness since he joined the club. There was a period where he couldn't like last ninety minutes without getting some form of cramp. But like I'm with you, Harry. I think he's an exceptional talent. If he if he does proper properly knuckle down and we can create a system that exploits all of his best attributes because I don't think he's a poor defensively, but he's just no. so much better going forward, isn't he? Yeah. No, he's not a bad defender. I think that's that's the problem that he's got. He, he he's Lopetegui's probably trying to give him a kick up the arse, and he's just one of those people who can't be kicked up the arse. You know what I mean? And it it's a shame because, like you say, people have probably I mean, it's it's well documented. Top top clubs have been watching him, uh, you know, because they can see the talent there. Um, and it's like, you know, would he would he kick, would he be a bit more fussed if he was playing at a higher level for a different mm. manager? You know, apparently City have watched him because and that could do with a left sided defender, couldn't they? You know, would I, Pep Guardiola get a tune out of him? I still think he's got a future left midfield, left wing. He came on against Villa, didn't he? Uh, Villa Park, left wing and caused a few problems. Obviously, I think he could do a job there. Not I don't well, think he... Liverpool in the cup, he played well there. I remember. Yeah, I really. I think he prefers it as well because he's got no responsibility of. No. of this not you know he has to track back obviously, but yeah. And he's you really know, sort of my, you know my opinions on some of our forward players: Sarabia, um, Wang, Pedence. Like you said, I, I don't feel like. Uh, Ryan Ait Nori from oh. oh we've lost the host go on Gully take over <laughs> take over Jesus Ryan Ait Nori eh what about him um, <laughs> he'll be back with us shortly I'm sure um, yeah was there anybody else you fancied uh, having a run out tomorrow because like I say I, I just want to see Pete I, I want to look to the future now like as much yeah. as to, to give these guys a bit of a send off I think we might see just because I think Lopetegui absolutely loves him, I think we might see Huang get a start. I know he came on against United. Um, I think he obviously will definitely be here next season. Will he start Jao Gomez? But he ain't going to drop Neves, is he? Um, 
because he be having his goodbye game. Oh, I would yeah, have like, honestly. Really, yeah. Um, yeah I just I think you... those games when when Lamine and Gomez played together, brilliant. Like, that's yeah. the best we've seen. Like bottom line, that's the best we've seen. Of two massive wins as well, wasn't it? The way we played in those exactly. two wins at home, and that made me think. Well, I'm not that I'm happy that Nevers will go, but I was thinking. I don't think we're missing because Gomez is a talent, isn't he? And like you say, it's, him and Lamina, the energy. Yeah, I just think Lopetegui is not using Neves to the best of his abilities. You know what I mean? Like, mm. as in, you know, we know what he's good at. It's, it's it's getting on the ball, it's dictating play, all that sort of stuff. But he's asking him to go and like run a lot, and he's yeah. not good at running a lot. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's right. it, it just doesn't make sense to me to, to to try and ask him to do that job. It's like. You know, we've had Dendonka trying to hit the box and score goals over the last few mm. years, which never, was never really his game. Um, yeah, it's frustrating, Nevis, because I, I think of the game against Leicester. Obviously, he didn't start. And then when he came on, I thought it just drastically dipped because Gomez and Lamina in midfield were so good. He comes Ooh, on, he really? sits so deep, doesn't he? Sometimes yeah. never. It would have been fine if we, were still, if we were still 1-0 up. I don't think it would have been too bad because they, because they pulled it back just before half-time. And that didn't help either. No, um, that's true, yeah. But we so. totally dominated that first half. I mean, we, sh- I mean, we should have been 2 a up probably, you know, yeah. with, the, with the amount of possession that we had in that game. Um, yeah, obviously Cunha scored and he'd be nice for him to get a goal tomorrow. I really like Cunha, that run he did against Villa. Oh, yeah, he's, he's genius. Talent-wise, yeah. he's genius, but it's just, you, you need to get him around the penalty area more and getting on the ball a bit mm. more. Um, yeah, obviously everyone's getting carried away with him and Costa, wanting Costa to stay on, but I doubt we'll see him, especially with the uh, the wages. <laughs> I think they want to be shipping Costa off. Oh, he's back. He's back, he's back. Great conversation, lads. I just thought I'd leave it to it because I'm just having an absolute <laughs> mare here tonight. It's just, it's just having Harry on. I'm just, I'm just completely flustered because I know I'm coming up against you at centre back on, on yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just flustered. I've already got the sweats. <laughs> the, hats, the hats turn around and everything. Yeah. I've literally had to just sprint downstairs and get my battery charger because I completely forgot that it wasn't in until about 10 minutes ago when I had the notification <laughs> oh, I had 10% no. left. But I couldn't find the right time to just bow out, so I had to just cut out. Um, I'm not <laughs> even sure where we were. We were talking about Ait Nori, about um, his mm. talent. Um, obviously, Nelson Samadio's, um had his contract extension uh, triggered this week. What was your thoughts on that, Harry? Because I know there are certain members of the 77 Club who aren't Nelson <laughs> Samadio fans, but that's not yourself, is it? Uh. Well, well, Bayless, uh, he's never rated him since he first watched him play and he won't change his mind. But what I will say, he did actually say uh, today, actually, that since Lopetegui's come in, he thinks he's improved a lot, which is true. It's isn't not it? just um, since Lopetegui's come in, since Craig Dawson's come in. Yeah. He, he has made that whole defence, even Kilman to the side of him, look so much assured since January. Definitely. And that's coincided with sort of the amount of clean sheets that we've got at home. Yeah, that, there was that guy, was it Palace away this season when he had an absolute shocker? And I was thinking to myself, he's going to be gone. Like, he's just... Didn't like he's enjoying it, and he's had a bit of a lease of life, and he gets forward a bit more now. No, he used to go sideways so much, but now he'll actually try and get round the back and get balls in, and that defensively he can have his howlers, but I think defensively he's always been okay. But it was just getting forward for me. Obviously, coming in and replacing Doherty, like everyone was just comparing straight away: is he going to score as many goals as Doherty did? Is he going to get as many assists? And it didn't start very well for him, did it? So a lot of fans like Bayliss <laughs> already made their mind up and was were not willing to give him a chance because obviously his price tag as well. But for me, he's brilliant. I'm so happy that they've extended the contracts. There was rumours that we couldn't with the FFP, weren't there? But thankfully it's been done. I think he deserves it. 
some creative accountings occurred this week for that. What's your thoughts on um, Samada having his uh, contract extended, Gully? Because there is a stigma and a bandwagon in regards to Nelson Samada. I'm not sure whether it's from Bayley to the 77 Club or a, um, a football commentator who, who used to live in Codsall who, who absolutely hates Nelson Samada. But there is a stigma about, about Nelson Samada. Like, like Harry mentioned, people thought him coming in for, for Doherty, the pedigree, the transfer fee coming from Barcelona, he was going to score more than Doherty, assist more than Doherty. But it hasn't really gone that way, has it? We were just talking about this, about players having roles that are not suited to. Like If you're expecting Samada to come in and do Doherty's job, like for like, it was never going to be the case. So people measuring him by that expectation, it's totally unfair. Um, and I think the problem was, like you say, he didn't start well, and but the whole team kind of dropped its levels. And because he was the big signing at the time, everyone pointed to him and basically said, well, he's not giving us anything, but he's also a fullback. Like, he- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. For, with all the will in the world, you could have the best fullback on the planet. He's not going to transform the way a team plays. Um, there's other stuff that I think I just find... I, it, it feels like to me people don't understand the role he's being asked to play a lot. Like the, the Brighton game, people crucified him um, for not um, losing his runner and, and little things like that. But he was asked to take up a high position and, you know, he's the one giving the width in this in this system. You know, we, we don't play with wingers, so our fullbacks have to get high up the pitch. So they might leave space in behind. And, you know, Craig Dawson... Is not very fast, you know. He's, if if you get in open space against Craig Dawson, you're going to look a bit, little bit, um, under the cosh. But it made sense to do the the, the extension. Look, it's it, it's a straightforward thing. Even if you do intend on selling him, um, in, in the summer and, and maybe investing that money elsewhere and getting somebody else in, hopefully Reed Labaku if we're going to do it. But it, it made total sense. Yeah, obviously, you, you touched on it there, Gully, a certain football commentator laying into Nelson Samada for the one Brighton goal when it was clearly two or three, two or three other players that you could have um, actually cemented that 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 goal. Oh, there's, a, well, there's a whole video in this you can watch, believe it or not, on our YouTube channel. So feel free to tune in. Yeah, Gully's tactical analysis, if you aren't aware. Um, drop a quick like for, if you're joining us, watching on the show tonight. Like the fact that I'm useless and just... Had to fall off camera. Just drop a log for Harry giving us his time this evening. Uh, drop a log for Gully um, becoming a dad recently. Just drop us a quick like. It's free. <laughs> Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Because, like I said, we, we, we're all aspiring to catch Dazzling Dave. And we're about 400, 400,000 subscribers behind Dazzling Dave now. He's been going a lot longer. He does he does a lot of vlogs. Like I said, we all, we all aspire to be that level because... Whether you like it or not, Wolves, social media is clear. <laughs> clear. Um, 100% keep the asset. 
Um, that was the whole point with keeping Nelson Samado on, wasn't he? Letting a player of that calibre go on a free um, was massive. One of the biggest things that surprised me about that that news sort of release was the fact that not only were the club and Lopetegui pushing for it, that Nelson Samado actually still wanting to be here. Because mm. yeah, like being a free me. agent, you can sort of get a big signing on fee. Surely you would have clubs on the continent who would gladly have his services. I was massively surprised. He must have settled in the area well, like, Nevers and the likes have, have done. Yeah, I agree. I thought he'd want to go, to be honest. Just the vibe he gives off. Sometimes, and he's had a lot of stick, sometimes unfairly as well. So that's what made me think he's just going to go, that he's not going to want to want to renew. So like you say, I think he gets on with a lot of the players as well, doesn't he? Do you see the Instagram posts and that? He's always with Nevers out and about and things like that. Casino parties I saw the other week. There was uh, all that in someone's house. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dan. I'm quite surprised that he wanted to. My biggest worry now is, have we just kept him on and we were going to do a sort of Benny Cafobi transfer where he's going to be sold for money this summer because, you know, a quick nominal fee just to uh, get some money in? Um, because we're skint, aren't we? We're skint. We're basically five pounds more um, in pocket than the Albion are. Um, I took this uh, squad photo from earlier on in the season off the internet earlier. Obviously, Bruno Large there at the front, Diago Costa there just after he signed. Look at some of the players there. We've got Yerson Mosquera at the back, uh, Chem Campbell, Connor, Connor Rowling's, um left, uh, Chiquinho there, Raul, Sasha Kolojic, uh, Guedes actually smiling there, which is mind-boggling. Um, obviously, Adama there on the front row. Uh, Johnny, there's a few players that are expected to leave in the summer. Which sort of players should we build? be building our squad around? Because Ruben Evers isn't... He's still the legend that we all want to keep, Harry. But is he is he the player we should be building a squad around next season? Who was that? Sorry, Neves. Neves. Well, if he's here, obviously. But if not, me and uh, Gully was just saying, João Gomez and Lamina would have a tasty partnership in midfield. So we can build the team around those two up front. It's going to be weird because obviously Costa will probably go. Will Kalajic be any good? We don't know because we've seen him for forty-five minutes. Will Fabio Silva want to come back from his loan? Probably not. From what you're hearing, so it's going to be interesting. Dawson, obviously, at the back. Oh, sorry, going back to what you said earlier about who do you, who would you want to see? I I do want to see Collins start. I want to see Collins with for Kilman because I think although I think Kilman's been decent, he has made a few mistakes, and I thought he was at fault for the first goal against United. So yeah, those are yeah. That I think I think if Neves goes, Gomez and Lamina are the future. Collins looks massive in that photo, man. Like he's he's basically he's level with Kaladzic, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. Because Kaladzic has got like a peanut head. <laughs> well, maybe. But he, he's supposed to be 6'7", isn't he, Kaladzic? Nobody says Collins yeah. is particularly tall. Is it me or does Collins look about 29 as well? I'm not like 22 or whatever he is. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's had a hard paper in Ireland before he um, <laughs> left for like Burnley and Stoke. Kaladzic is, is the, the sort of... Monopoly card, sort of chance card, isn't he? In the summer, he could be one of the greatest strikers that we've ever seen in the Premier League, or he could be the next Meyerhofer. Meyerhofer, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a really big situation with him. He's looking strong. His Instagram videos doing, he's sort of jumping on his on his one knee from box to box, but we just don't know what sort of caliber he is. He looked pretty handy and on the YouTube highlight reels, but so did Jeffrey Majanjubia. So <laughs> he's a, he's a massive conundrum, isn't he? You mentioned sort of Jao Gomez and Mario Lamina. Um, there is a few players there. Obviously, we, we've already let Conor Rowan and go. There's going to be players like Ryan Giles who, who may leave uh, this summer if he, he doesn't impress 
Lopetegui in the summer. Um, you, you, you could look at the likes of maybe Podence. Um, Chiquinho? Chiquinho's an interesting one. What would he be like? Yeah, he can have a good pre-season. He's, um, yeah. he's an exciting one for the future. The only thing that concerns me with Chiquinho is he doesn't seem the sort of forward player that Lopetegui may like Gully because he's, he's basically an out-and-out winger like Neto, isn't he? Yeah, the, I, I don't know if there's a role in the team for him. And... Um... Yeah, like you say, it'd be interesting to see. I think you always need that type of player, even if it's to change a game after an hour or so. You look at that Chelsea away game last season where he set oh, up man. Connor Cody. That oh. all that all came and basically his rawness of just wanting to lump balls in the box. And like what you said, we need that sort of option, don't we? That was it was a brilliant performance because he always put quality in though. Whenever he played, like he'd always put quality into the box, and that's it's invaluable, man. And you know he can beat a man as well. He's not just literally, you know teeing off just to cross the ball from wherever he is so it's, it's just a shame what happened to him with his injury because it was a bad one wasn't it yeah you know, that, that, kind of the picture of his injury was so bad I, I, oh, I refused to put it on our social media oh, and I, yeah. I also had people DMing saying show us the picture and I was like you um, you rubber necked <laughs> just like yeah it was a horrible injury hopefully he can come back the player he was because um, like he said he was it was exciting to us similar to a dime I, um, but with a bit of execution his crosses to a degree obviously Adama and Chiquinho get you off your seats. Um, I still think Adama gets a lot of slander for his crosses because I've mentioned it so many times that like we just don't get enough bodies in the box. He's gonna he's gonna go to a top side this summer and he's, he's gonna make double figures and assists. I'm, I'm telling you because the top teams in Europe they get bodies in the box and we've just struggled for that since since the Nuno football, haven't we? To a degree. Yeah, yeah. There was that one spell, wasn't there, when he kept setting up Raúl oh. under Nuno. That little run he had, but yeah, really, yeah. Uh, just on Chiquinho, like I think comparing it to the Neto, like net since Neto's come back, he hasn't been the same, has he? So whether Chiquinho can get that little bit of form we did see, like you mentioned, Chelsea away, will be interesting. But because for me, Neto, I thought he played well against Villa. To be fair to him, but he's a shadow of his former self, isn't he? Since he's returned, he's had, he's had two big injuries now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like I mentioned, Gully with with Neto. Obviously, Lopetegui has been persevering, playing him on the right, which. Hasn't worked. I'm not sure why he still attempts that. But is Neto the type of forward player that fits the style of player that Lopetegui is trying to instill? I, I don't. Well, it doesn't look like it's working at the minute, does it? Because he's even when he plays on the left, which you'd say suits him a bit more. Because we're playing with like a narrow midfield, it it doesn't feel like he's going to be in the open space that he needs to be in. Because look, the, he's at his best when he's getting a yard on his man to try and do something. You know, getting away from his, with his pace. Um, so you want to try and get him in that situation as often as possible. I don't think he's gonna. That's gonna happen where he's playing at the moment against Villa. He had a he had a decent game, but until Ashley Young went off, he didn't actually try and run at him. Yeah, you know, Edry Edry Conza went to fullback then. I think he beat him the first time he ran at him, but for whatever reason, Ashley Young just spooked him, and he was he was keeping pace with him for the whole game as well. And um, so he needs a preseason to really get back to it. I think, which is what we said last year, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's that's the concern with Pedro Neto. He had obviously the Benidorm preseason, which is the pinnacle preseason for Wolves fans. If you want to go somewhere, he, he had a good preseason and then picked up another injury earlier on into the season. I think he had a decent game at home to Newcastle when um, Saint Maximum scored yeah. at, at the end. But like I said, he hasn't really reached anywhere near the the peak of previously because he's had two big injuries, hasn't he? It's massively frustrating because I mean he was being linked to Arsenal the end of the summer transfer window, yeah. wasn't he? So. He must have been doing something right, and he was, you know, mm. talks like fifty million pound, which at the time we were like, we can't let Neto go. But yeah, he, he needs to get back into form, doesn't he? Otherwise, 
like I said, we, we, we probably won't make a massive amount of money. I'm not sure how many years he's got left on his contract now. He's got to be about maybe two, three with an ex, a, a trigger, maybe. Mm, not sure, actually, on that one. Someone have a look on the comment section and let us know. Uh, Pixel Yeti Media in the comment section uh, have commented this evening saying the Express and Star article seemed very staged. Did you, either of you get any gist of that? So I didn't really, I weren't that up to speed on this. So he had to take some stuff down. Is this Liam Keane who put this out? There was um, a comment that apparently Jorge Mendes actively tried to sabotage the Jao Gomez. I saw that. Yeah. And then within like 24 hours, that was taken down from the website. Yeah. Yeah. Strange one because I'm, I'm assuming before he put it out, Liam would have really checked out everything, wouldn't he? So. Maybe he got a message off the club or something. I don't know that they didn't. Probably that that yeah. there'd have been a threat in there somewhere. What? Yeah. Mm. This is why it's key to be a news aggregator on social media because all you have to do is quote someone else, and you're void of any um, accountability. Mm. It's the future. Uh, picture, picture, yeah, I think Lopez system that he needs to get the points on board and get to the end of the season, which is like it's said back in December that was, was key wasn't it just points before performance mm. oh yeah like the reverse fixture coming up the week and that was so big wasn't it that last minute winner against Everton that just kick-started everything and even the Southampton away win at that point um yeah I still can't believe we've survived to be honest I remember we spoke about it back then and we were all unanimous saying we we're going to get relegated so the job he's done has been incredible to be fair think- to him that first game was the first time we'd come from behind to win a game since before Bruno Large had taken charge or something. God, that's um, mad, isn't it? Which was, which was crazy. Um, yeah. So you, you saw what he instilled immediately at that in terms of them getting back into the game. Mm. So obviously, three o'clock tomorrow at home to Everton at Molyneux. What's your score prediction, Harry Wolves, Everton? Uh, I'd like to be optimistic and be biased, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to say 2-1 to Everton, I think, because obviously it's massive for them, isn't it? They'll be nervy, um, but yeah, I think that I think they'll edge it, because as we've mentioned, we'll probably chop, chop and change a little bit. Some players probably won't be too motivated. So yeah, I'll go for an Everton win 2-1. I'd like to think with Ruben Neves being club captain, that he'll want to go out on a high if he is likely to leave yeah. the summer, which I think he will. This summer, I think Jorge Mendes will play one of his kings or queens in the Mendes chess and he'll be out the door this summer because, like but, you said, there's money to be made off the back of that signing, isn't the gully? So what you're saying is lump on Neves five shots from outside the box uh, <laughs> tomorrow just so he can yeah. you know, really make his mark. Yeah, just the one yeah. shot on target, but five attempts. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You got to test um, um, Jordan Pickford and his little arms tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Jack, Williams has, um, <laughs> Jack Williams just commented saying, "Is Harry going to be handing a transfer request to the seventy-seven club at the end of the season?" Anything to keep away from Jack. Anything. So maybe. <laughs> See, I mean, it might be the case, Harry, that if we beat you again on June the second, it might be a case of if you can't beat them, join them. But that's yeah. that's just from a conversation to be <laughs> Just on the charity game and Jack. Jack probably is the worst player to ever play at Molyneux, by the way. I don't know if you can remember him. He come on and bless him. 
it was painful, wasn't it, Jack? I think <laughs> out, of, out of the four of you, Bayliss was the most fit. He was fit as a fiddle, yeah, to be fair to him. Well, I think you had probably the better ability out of the four. Well, it's funny, out of all four of us, I'm the only one who's ever played like Sunday League or anything, So, but I just was not fit. Um, I think didn't, I last played when I was 24, <laughs> so it's been a while. Didn't Bayliss play right back as like a little tribute to Samedo? Yeah, and then he put a cross, like he needed the top of the North Bank, so we ripped him for that. <laughs> so all he did is slag Samedo's crossing off, and then he did one of them. Um, my my yeah. favourite Bayliss highlight of that game was his um, Lee Naylor highlight, where he gave you, was it you, the uh, quick throwing gully to Luke? Yeah, he fetched the ball for me, <laughs> and then I, did, and then I threw it. I threw it. Right into where he should he would have been if he if he'd got into position. But he was fetching the ball for me. He's very politely. Um yeah. but there was no Lee away to Bolton in the Premier League <laughs> when we um when we, when we conceded late into injury time. It was like it was identical to that. It was a great day, like like Harry said. I know, I know like um, the scoreline was out free and it was like really good for our egos because we needed it at the time. <laughs> the, the fan cast as always was in the mud, wasn't it, Gully? So to come away with the eight three victory and raise like over three grand for mine was 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 really good for the day. I think we're uh, just under fifteen hundred pounds at the moment on just giving. So if you can help us that um, towards that fundraiser, will be massively appreciated by mind who have all have said numerous times to us now how, how thankful they are for us uh, for choosing them again on on June the second. What's your score prediction for tomorrow, Gully? I, I mean. Anybody who watches us away from home think, will probably think we lose, but anybody, we're a different team at Molyneux at the moment, aren't we? So, uh, <laughs> something tells me it's going to be drab nil-nil. So, I'm going to go nil-nil. Gully, I was on BBC WMO, like I said, and I predicted nil-nil because I think Wolves, it's, it's going to be similar to that game where we had against um, Norwich last season where I feel like we're just going to stink the place out. And it was, it was one all we finished Norwich, was, wasn't it? Ryan Aitken always scored the header in front of the South Bank, which was like the first goal on the South Bank in about 12 years due to the <laughs> pandemic. Uh, I, I predicted nil-nil as well. So hopefully we just we can go out without a defeat because it'll be deflating money to end the season at, at Molyneux with a, with a defeat with the good arm form that we've um, accumulated recently. Like I said, thanks for joining us on the Wars Fancast tonight. Uh, drop a quick like, please. It's free. Um, subscribe to the channel. Uh, as always, we're going to end the show with Sudden Death Squads. I'm not sure if you ever listen or watch the, the fan cast, Harry, because there's so many great other content out there, specifically Dazzling Dave. Because um, it's, it's clear, guys. It's clear. I'm going to keep saying it until everyone accepts That's it. Clear. Clear. Yeah. Hashtag clear. Um, we, 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 play, we end all of our shows with Sudden Death Squads. So I pick a game from previous Wolves seasons. Yeah. You have to name a player that's played in the, in that game on that particular day. If he's a sub and he came on, you go again. If you name a player that doesn't feature, you're out of the game. I'm going yeah. to come to you first. The fixture is our 3-0 win over Everton at home during the pandemic season behind closed doors from July 2020. Can you name a player that featured that day? Uh, Neto. Pedro Neto, bear with me a second while I actually pull the picture up. Uh, Pedro Neto, I'm not sure if he was Harry, but bear with me. That's a correct answer. Pedro Neto did start for Wolves that day. Gully? Uh, I think Jimenez scored a penalty. Jimenez did score for Wolves that day. He uh, put us 1-0 up in the 45th minute. Back to you, Harry. Cody. Connor Cody is correct. Uh, Pedence won the penalty, from what I remember. 
correct. Um, if, you can, if you can guess an Everton player, lads, it, it would really help the show. Um, oh, Wolves, this, this, now, this lineup is pretty repetitive during that era of Wolves, but there is a couple of players like um, that might stumble you. So I'm going to come back to you, Harry. I'll try and go for an Everton one. I'll go for the one we were talking about. Calvert-Lewin? Dominic Calvert-Lewin did start for Everton that day. Fully. Showboating there, aren't you? Um, uh, uh, yeah, Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty is correct. I'll go Everton again. Seamus Coleman? Seamus Coleman, luckily for That's you, risky. Came with a substitute, <laughs> came on. Oh, that was risky, I was going to say, because he's in and out, isn't he? So do I go again? Yeah, he's just to say, he was just somebody came on, so you've got to go again. Uh, Yerry Mina. Um, Seamus Coleman came on for Yerry Mina, who oh, yet again wow. went <laughs> off injured. He's got more injuries than Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Yerry Mina. Yeah, That's true, yeah. Actually. Uh, Gulley. Um Lucas Dinha. Yeah. Lucas Dinha, current Villa left back, is the correct answer. Harry. Let's go back to drop us, Yeah. Drop us um if, if anyone's watching, uh drop us some of your answers in the comments section. Oh my god, I'm f I'm gonna go with Dendonka. Down to Dendonka, put us 2-0 up. Um I think off it was a Pedro Neto free kick. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Let's go with Johnny. Johnny is a correct answer. Getting tense now because you, you, you're heading towards only Everton, Cal uh, Everton listing now. How many have we got? Most of the walls, have we? We've got a few walls ones left. You've got um, you've got five. I think about four or five more still left. Uh, it's like Cody. Uh, was Bo was Bolly still there? Was he injured? Yeah. I'll go. I'll risk Bolly. Willie Bolly's a correct answer. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm going Everton. Uh, he who must not be named. Gilfie Sigurdsson. That's a correct answer. There we go. Well done. This must be the longest running one we've done. I'm it's getting close now. now. It, is getting, it is getting close. I'm surprised. I don't think a goalkeeper's been named yet. Uh, hold on. Has anyone said uh, Neves? Did we say it? Ruben Neves had one of his uh, compilation games that day where he absolutely dictated tempo. That's a correct answer. No, I think Wolves posted the assist for... I mean, Jota came on and scored, from what I remember. So yeah. uh, my answer's not Jota, but um, I hardly remember the game. <laughs> uh, Patricio would be would have been in goal then, surely. Yeah, correct answer. Yeah. Should have thought of that one. Uh, should we try and go for an Everton one? Um, let's go with. Did you say Sigurdarsson? Sig Sig did you say that? I said Sigurdsson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Ah, God, I'm struggling now. Um, Think deep. It's three years ago. I'm have to go Wolves again and try and be safe. Who would have been right wing? Have we said he was right wing? Or if it was before 3 3? I'll, I'll go with um, this could be a risk. Adama. He was a substitute who came on. 
Oh God! Uh, we've already we've already said the wingers that day, Harry. Um, Paul and Son. Oh, it already done. Okay. He missed an absolute sitter, from what I, I think. I think, I think. If I'm right, Neves did dunk a Pedensenetto. Raul, who was up front then? Oh, Fab. Oh. No, I don't want to say that. And there's only potentially two Wolves players that you've got to name now. We've had the right back. We've had the left back. You had the left back, didn't you? Because I was going to go really rogue and say, um, do you know what? He might have come on a sub. I'm going to go with <laughs> to try and save myself and go again. No. You've said a left back, haven't you, Gully? I said Johnny, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to go rogue and say Marcel, but I won't go with that. Oh, God, this is tough now. I think I, I, I couldn't remember Gully saying Johnny, so I believe there's only one Wolves player left now. Oh, this is tough. So it's got to be someone who was up front, I guess, or... I'll run through the players that have been named. Yeah, yeah, run through the ones you've had, yeah. yeah. We've got Rui Patricio, uh, Willie Bolly, Matt Doherty, Connor Cody, Leander Dendonka, Johnny, Neto, Neves, Pedence and Jimenez. Oh, my God, this is tough. Yeah, there's only one Wolves player and starting on up left. Oh. Do you know what? I'm going to risk it and say Fabio Silva. Probably wrong. Did he come after that? He'd probably come after, didn't he? Gully, if you can name me an Everton player that didn't start that day, you win this week's sudden death. Didn't. You're not yeah. letting me go for the Wolves one? Sorry. No, you, no sorry. You've got to yeah, play, another player that did for Everton. You, you're not letting me go for the Wolves one? If you... No. No. I'm not. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to let Harry finally get a win over the fan cast. <laughs> I'm assuming Fabio Silva was completely wrong. Did he come after that year? I don't think he was there at that point. It was, yeah, yeah, I think it was the year. Gully, you also mentioned Neves' assist to, to Jota that day, which was absolutely outstanding. But everyone seems to forget the miss that Jota had in the second half, where he ran through on goal, and completely just tripped all over himself. Yeah, yeah, he fumbled Laughable. it. He fumbled um, it, and he allowed he allowed the goalkeeper Jordan Pickford. To come and claim it. <laughs> and that is the, the, the winner for Gully on this week's Sudden Death Squads with Jordan Pickford. Ah, oh, that's a tough one. I've got to put the end. Exactly. That everything team would have been an absolute shit show, though, I'm sure. Like a Everton's, weird... uh, I mean, I'll, I'll pull the um, the lineup on screen for you now, but the Wolves player that you both couldn't remember Space. was the Moroccan Maldini. Oh, Roman and, um, as you can see, some of the Everton players there on the right, uh, Jordan Pickford, Michael Keane, Leighton Baines, Tom oh Davis, who I think is one of the worst midfielders in Premier League history. Anthony Gordon played. Anthony Gordon, who is fraudulently one of the most expensive flops in football history. You could have had Richarlison, Richarlison. and B.R. Walcott. Uh, obviously, they Everton had five. How are they playing two left-backs? Dinier and Baines. Um... Mina, Keane, maybe Dominic Calvert, uh, sorry, Anthony Gordon. Maybe I was going to say Jota, but I thought for some reason in my head, my timing's way off. I thought he'd already gone. Oh, Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. Jesus. Yeah. And Andrew Knight in the comment section did say, say it's a good 10 minutes before the pair of oh. you came to, uh, to that conclusion. There is a lot of... Um, fear-mongering within the comment section tonight. Peter Yamian 54 saying, sorry guys, a lot of us are worried of this FFP uh, bullshit. How concerned are you, Gully? And like obviously Pixel Yeti Media did say earlier that they felt the article in the Express and Star was staged. 
from what we gather, Wolves have around £50 million that we could spend this summer, plus whatever we can bring in from sales in the summer, which, you know, £50 million plus a little bit more isn't really a lot in the grand scheme of things. But like I said earlier, it's about recruiting astute like they did with Lamina and Dawson. This not, we need marquee names, do we? We need strong players. I don't think I'm concerned about the fact that, you know, we've not got, you know, a massive war chest to spend because I just think players are leaving. Like, we're going to make some degree of cash from sales. And I think that I'm no accountant, but, you know, selling a player for 10 to 15 million pounds on the books now doesn't necessarily mean that we can't buy a player for more than that fee. You know, it, it just, it's just. There's a whole load of bullshit finance that people like to do, which means, you know, all of a sudden the coffers are just more open. Um, so I, f- I just think that... Just, just go with Chelsea and sign players on eight-year contracts. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, that worked for them, didn't it? They've obviously become a really, really good football club off the back of that, haven't they? Um, they um, capped it to five years now or something. They changed the rules, didn't they? Cause I like... always thought that was the case anyway. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's a strange one. I, I just think... I said this earlier. Ferguson tried to do it on the cheap with large. They thought they could bring in a coach who promoted youth players at Benfica and won a title. And they imagined that we might be able to do it, you know, transfer that that method over to Wolves. They he couldn't get a tune out of Nuno's group because it was Nuno's team. You know, it's it's still a team that plays the best under like Nuno's tactics, basically. Um, they're still low scoring, they're still relatively solid at the back. You've got you've got you just got to get rid of a whole load of players now and and really kind of freshen it up because I've not seen anything from Lopetegui's teams that tells me that we're going to go on a charge with this group of players. Um, so sell them and, and bring in a few fresh faces, and they don't have to be expensive signings. Um, they can be under the radar kind of up and coming talents who've got a bit more hunger th- about them than than the, the ones that we've currently got because the hunger's just not there at the moment. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on us being linked to um, Jacques from Coventry, Harry? I'll be honest, obviously he's got a good record. I haven't seen much of him because since Wolves have been promoted, I hardly take notice of the Championship. <laughs> but if they come up, obviously he won't come. I, I hope if he does come, he's good because there's a lot of players that come out of the Championship and can't cut it. But a few have, like obviously Watkins at Villa is one <laughs> that looks pretty good. But I'd take him. But it, it's like we've got a curse on our strikers, isn't it? Like, since the Raul things happened, we just need to find someone to come in to bag the goals. Um, but yeah, the FFP, it's, I was quite shocked when I saw um, the comments from Lopetegui because it feels like he was told a certain thing when he come in and then he was like, oh, all of a sudden he might not be getting what he wants. Sell to buy keeps being the the famous line, isn't it? That's coming back out. And uh, But you say, like Gully said about us, he don't, don't see us pushing on into Lopetegui, but I think his record since he's come in, at one point we were like six on the form table, wasn't we? So if he can get what he wants, I think I know under Bruno Large we pushed up towards the top six at one point and fell off so, um, but I think Lopetegui, if he can get it right, I'm I'm quietly confident we can push towards the top half What's yeah. your feelings on Jacques yeah. I think um, I think Coventry are going to win the player final for a start from what I've seen of the two teams, I feel like they're better placed on a big pitch at Wembley, at least anyway. Um, mm. So I don't see him necessarily being sold. Um, but what he can do, which we need, 
he can get the ball, he can run with it and carry it distance. Um, so when your team's under pressure, like we have been a couple of times, we haven't been able to get away and escape from kind of high presses. He's someone who run channel for you and, and hold the ball up well. And look, he's a better finisher than you know a lot of the players we've got at the club for a start. I don't think he's necessarily a penalty box kind of striker, but in transition, you know, when he's carrying the ball, that's where I've seen most of his goals come from this year. Is he better than Fabio Silva, Gully? I like Fabio, so I'm not going to say absolutely 100% he is because you know he's he's also got five years on Fabio, hasn't he? That's that's the bottom line. Yeah. And he's got a, a season of a prolific goal scoring behind him. So, um, but I don't know. Anything's better than Diego Costa and Cunha at the up top at the moment. I think. <laughs> yeah. Both of those the, options. The big thing for me, you just mentioned that. Fabio Silva there. I hope you can hear me saying this. Everyone keeps on talking about Evan Ferguson for Brighton and Fabio Silva is on the same amount of goals as him this season. Really? <laughs> as in when Fabio was at Wolves in his first season? Well, yeah, the, the same, same sort of like time period in the Premier League. Fabio yeah. Silva was on four goals the same as Evan Ferguson. And Evan Ferguson is in such a better attacking side than Fabio Silva ed- ever had. Yeah. Providing him service when he was at Wolves. Look, I feel looking like back, I think we're all on the same banner than that. He needs to be yeah. given a chance, doesn't he? If, if he wants, if he wants to sort of lead the line next season, he needs to have a good preseason. He needs to put a marker down early that he he's the guy to lead this line. He needs to sort his barnet out. I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm no, fucking bald. Deal with it. He needs an haircut. Get him a bully cut. Get just get him a flipping just straight, you know, simple back fade. He's fine. Just. He's, he's been angry around with Javi Simons too much because that that what he's got currently, he's never going to be an elite striker with that haircut. But yeah. the more he built, the more he bulks up, the more he learns his craft. Hopefully, he's done a lot of that this season under Ruud van Nistelrooy. He could be massive for us next season if he really wants to be the striker that leads our line for the years to come. Because he has mentioned that his dream is to play in the Liga. Well, that's his. If he wants to do that, he, he, he leapfrogs from the Premier League after two or three good seasons, doesn't he? Yeah, and looking back, I think when he came in for Raul when he got injured, he had so much pressure on him. And I think we had such high expectations as fans at the time. I think we overlook how good he actually did in that spell. I thought he did well. He scored a few goals. Obviously, he scored against Albion a couple of times, which is... Uh, twice, twice against the Albion. The Albion, yeah. He should be a hero. And, uh, the fam- <laughs> he should be a hero. Yeah. I think... But I think- that season without fans didn't help him at all no, because he's the kind of player who looks like he thrives off an atmosphere. And imagine scoring a goal in a Midlands in a Black Country derby like that. You know that would he would have raised like the roof would have gone off the stadium. And but then his performance against him. Villa at home last season, Gully. Ruben Neves didn't play for Wolves that season. Fabio Silva absolutely run Tyrone ring. He in, did, ring. yeah. Rings Maggie. That's what I meant to say. Then rings exactly. Maggie. That's how much he, he rinsed him. Outstrengthened him. Outstanding. Didn't he? Him yeah. Outstanding. He, he probably should have scored with the one chance, which he created himself. Which yeah. during yeah. during his first period after him and has got injured, a lot of the chances he was pretty he was pretty much creating himself because he wasn't getting decent service in the box. And um, obviously, William Jose came in after him and was a complete shambles for for <laughs> effort. And like you said, I think Fabio Silva with uh, with a modern new fan base behind him we would have got even more out of him because I think he, like you said he run, he run Mings ragged and I feel like we have a strong fan base behind him 
like I said, we, we, we want sort of Jokeres to run the channels. I think Fabio Silva would do that for Wolves. He would. He would. He's not going to be the next Harry Kane, but I feel like he's going to be a striker that the more experience he gets, the more he bulks up, the more he learns his craft, he, he will have the ability to score the similar type of goals that Kane does. That yeah. sort of quick, quick, quick reaction, no backlift, power. He has got that sort of ability to him. Yeah. Yeah. Bring him home. Bring him home. Bring Fabio home because next season he will be hashtag clear with Dazzling Dave. I'm going to end tonight's show on the Wolves Fancast YouTube channel. Please subscribe and press the like button before you go. Hopefully we've uh, got another good result at home to Everton tomorrow and we'll be back on Sunday with a match review. Thanks to Harry from the 77 Club for joining us tonight. Sorry for jumping out on YouTube uh, midway through the show, but I hope you've enjoyed uh, coming on the show tonight. Uh, Gully, you'll hopefully be back with a tactical analysis next week. Hopefully with a I'm on the beach, yeah, he's like, yeah, just do just do a video from you on the beach talking about the players that we should be getting next summer. Um, <laughs> what was his name again? Riddler Baku. Riddler Baku. I'm going to say Riddler Baku just to annoy people. <laughs> like people call um, what was the guy on the wolf pack who calls him Nelson Samaldo? <laughs> I'm going with Riddler Baku. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for everyone who's commented. I'm going to read this last comment out from Peter Yamyam54 who says, Thanks guys. No, Peter. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. Good night. We're the Wolves fan cast and Harry from the 77 Club. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Sunday. Take care, everyone. Hey, 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 hey